Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. Yes, the show about sports. That's Tom. I'm Mike. Eric's hanging out around here somewhere. Hey, y'all. So, since the last time we spoke, um, I was proven hilariously wrong. Oh, man. Were you ever. (laughs) The Golden State Warriors finished off the Cleveland Cavaliers last Monday. Um, Kevin Durant took home the MVP, probably one of the most well-deserved MVPs in finals history. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Averaged over 30 points a game. Yeah, there's a chance he would have won it even if the the Cavaliers had won the championship. (laughs) Yeah, the way he played, yeah, um, that is... That is possible because it's happened a couple times, but uh, yeah, just a dominating performance by Golden State all the way through. Um, for the Cavaliers, I think you know most people kind of expected it, um, so I don't know how big of a letdown it really was. Um, they just they need one more piece to be able to compete with Golden State now. Yeah, um, I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, well, potentially Paul George uh, informed the Pacers. Over the weekend, he does not plan to re-sign with them when his contract runs out after this season and that he intends to go west and sign with the Lakers. Why? Because for some reason the Lakers still have that uh, that appeal to some people. I don't know why. but um, So now there's talks that Cleveland is trying to acquire Paul George uh, for a one-year run to try and uh, take on Golden State again next year. Well, I mean, it's already a guarantee that they're going to be in the finals. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Cleveland doesn't have the assets to offer. They don't have young players that they're willing to trade. Cause there's no way they're giving up Kyrie Irving for a rental on Paul George. Can they um, uh, do cash considerations in, <laughs> in the NBA? Uh, if they can, I don't think they can send that much cash. Um, you know, Kevin Love is a possibility to be traded, but then you're sacrificing... Uh, you're sacrificing pretty much your only reliable big man because yeah. Tristan Thompson is not an offensive threat at all. It's going to have to be a free agent pickup. Yeah, um, which <laughs> we'll get into the free agent class uh, a little bit later in the summer. I don't think it's going to be a great crop this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, they they got to do something. Uh, if it is Paul George, like I said, I, they're out of assets. They don't have any first-round draft picks to give up anytime soon. So who knows what it'll be, but um, it, yeah, we're lo- looking ahead to next year, and 
we've had the Warriors in the finals three straight years. Yep. Uh, looks like they're set up for a fourth. Uh, you've got all these guys on these low-end contracts, and after the finals, you had Steph Curry saying these guys will take pay cuts to stay together. So yeah, I mean, it. People are saying that they bought this championship. Um, you you really you buy every championship in the NBA nowadays, um, and you know it becomes less of an issue when they say, "Hey, we'll take pay cuts." then you're not really buying the championship anymore. Well, and this one wasn't necessarily bought. I mean, yeah, Durant, but every team adds free agents. Yeah. But they drafted Green, Curry, and Thompson. Yeah. You know, um, everybody everybody adds uh, everybody adds free agents. And, yeah, he just happened to be, you know, the third best player in the game. Yeah, and, and what, you want him to uh, stay with Oklahoma City where he's going to have a shot but not be able to get past the Warriors every year? Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not <clears throat> like I'm I'm not mad at him for leaving. No. It, it's completely within his right. Although I will say um I I've, I've been having a lot of fun uh looking at some of the memes online uh the uh McGregor Mayweather fight. Yeah. Got announced um August 26th in Vegas. Right. And uh there was a meme uh, came out uh Kevin Durant signs with Floyd Mayweather for the third round of the fight. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, it might have it might have been different. People probably wouldn't have had as big of an issue if he would have signed with a different team. But you know, he he wanted to win more than anything else, and he proved it. Yep. So, uh, congratulations to the Warriors, and uh, see you next year. Yeah, probably. Although, I still believe if Kawhi Leonard doesn't go down, it's at least a seven game series. San Antonio gives him a series and potentially wins it. Yeah, but there's no guarantee that they're gonna meet up again. Right, right. Um, that that was one thing. You know, Golden State's been pretty lucky. Yeah. You know, with some of the injuries that have happened to players that they you know that they face, like when they won the finals, you know, three seasons ago. Now, no, no uh, Kevin Love. Yeah. No Kyrie Irving. You know, this year no Kawhi Leonard. They've been pretty lucky. Um, no, not not to take back, you know, take from anything that they've uh, accomplished, but that yeah, is, I mean, that is an incredible string of luck that you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, without Kawhi Leonard, they got absolutely decimated in those games. Right, and with Kawhi Leonard, they were what, like plus thirty, <laughs> something like that. So, and the, that's the same thing with uh, with LeBron. Um, they were minus thirty-one when LeBron was on the bench at one point in the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Kyrie Irving is great. Kevin Love is great. Um, Neither of them can carry a team. LeBron James is the best player on the planet. <laughs> you can't uh, you can't expect to do that well without him, especially when Golden State has players you know three, four, and five. <laughs> yeah. So um, so now looking forward, uh, the NBA draft is the next thing coming up. Uh, talks that the uh, that the Celtics could be trading the first pick to. Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia interested in Fultz, uh, Boston maybe not sold. Also, Boston has Isaiah Thomas, so you know no no need for Fultz at the point. Um, the trade would likely have to involve Philly's first uh, first uh, first round pick, which is number three, yeah, and um, probably a future first rounder. What they're thinking is uh, that each team drafts the player that the other team wants. Yeah, uh, the NBA does this a lot. And and then they just trade the players. 
which you know that that makes sense because what if the Lakers pick the player that the Celtics want? Then then the whole thing falls apart. Right. Yeah. If yeah, if uh, Boston picks uh, Markel Fultz and then you know say I I don't know who Boston would be eyeing by trading down, um, but if LA takes anybody but Lonzo Ball, it's right. It's a shock. Eric's tearing down the studio. This is the end. No, he's just throwing his phone. Um, just just tossing stuff around. I'm like, I'm so upset by all of this. These proceedings in the NBA draft. You're still talking about the NBA draft, yes? Name me a team we discussed. The Golden State Warriors. Not talking about the draft. <laughs> oh, well, you, you just said in general. You, you, <laughs> you did not specify. I win. During the draft portion of this conversation, name me a team we've been discussing. The Pistons. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> No, they weren't bad enough to have the which, number one pick. Which, uh, this guy can attest to, I just recently figured out what their team name means. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I did not, I never put it together like, oh, like in a car engine I had that to, they make in Detroit. I had to explain to him also why the uh, the mascot is a horse. Which I think is actually backwards. Like, I get horsepower, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, wait, cars are supposed to replace the horses. So their mascot shouldn't be a horse unless they're saying their pistons are no good. They're like, listen, you don't want our product. Use the horse, okay? (laughs) Just (laughs) save yourself the trouble. Use the horse. There's a decent chance horses would have done a better job playing basketball this year. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some YouTube videos. I don't know. Oh, all right. So back to the draft after Eric destroyed everything. Um, yeah, if uh, if Boston takes Fultz for Philly and then L.A. picks anybody but Lonzo Ball, yeah, it could uh, it could sour Boston on making the deal. Uh, they might want to keep Fultz, but uh, we'll see as it approaches. Uh, some people think it will get done before the draft, and they will just swap picks, and Boston will just you know gamble. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be a smart idea because i think they do have someone specific in mind i i'm just i just not uh not sure who at the moment actually as of 20 hours ago they have agreed they have agreed to trade the picks oh well then uh in principle to to trade the picks so and uh if this happens philly is taking faults uh, yeah if the uh oh wow they're sending a first round pick uh Via Los Angeles, which the Sixers acquired from Phoenix in the twenty at the twenty fifteen deadline, so they will Boston will get two first round picks from this after you know they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah, that is uh, quite um, possibly the least fair thing that's ever happened. Hey, Danny Ainge just turned out to be quite the genius. Um, all right. Well, speaking of drafts, uh, the NHL. Announced the protected players for the upcoming NHL expansion draft for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and we thought it would be fun and time consuming if we went through and projected the player that we think uh, Vegas will take from each team. Uh, now, obviously, they pay a bunch of people a lot of money to do this. Uh, we're going to do it for free. On the spot. Yes. And I've, I'm pulling up the uh, thing on Cap Friendly so I can go along and we can know how many players from each you know forward defense goalies that we've drafted. I actually already have something similar set up, but knock yourself out. Uh, no, okay. keep going because we've got to stay under the cap. All right. We also have to hit 60% of the uh, maximum, I believe. Um, so just we're just going to go team by team. Uh, so in Anaheim... Um, I was thinking probably Patrick Eves or Ryan Garbett. Okay, well, Patrick Eves or Ryan Garbett. 
<laughs> Why don't you help me out and uh, tell me which one you think would? Uh... Uh, well, Patrick Eves had kind of a breakout season. Yeah, I think I'd go with uh, with him. Although he is a, a free agent, right? Which they can still right. They can they can sign him uh, whenever uh, before the draft, yeah. and then just not take anyone. But yes, uh, Patrick Eves. And uh, so Arizona, uh, Shane Doan is available, which would help with uh, help with the salary. So is uh, Radim Verbata, um, Kevin I, Connaughton. I think I would go with uh, Alex Burmistrov. That is also a excellent pick. A excellent pick. Not B excellent. Nope. Um, Boston, 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 Boston. Hmm. Adam McQuaid. Adam McQuaid. Yeah. Um, you, you can already see, like, there's, ton, uh, there's a ton of guys, uh, here that are probably, probably worth the pick. Uh, you're looking at guys, uh, Dominic Moore. Yeah. Being available, uh, Joe Morrow would be a decent pick. Um, in Buffalo, uh, Brian Gianta is available, Matt Molson, uh, Cole Schneider, Matthew Bodie. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Brian Gianta's 38, so. Right. I wouldn't take him. Um. Uh, but you know you could take uh, Matt Molson because uh, they really don't have any D that I would want on my team. <laughs> right. At least none that they left available. Um, I'd probably go with Matt Molson. Yeah. Um, Calgary un- unprotected players: uh, Brandon Bolig, uh, Alex Chason, which was kind of a surprise. Uh, Chris Versteeg, also a surprise. Uh, defenseman uh, Derek England, uh, Brett Kulak. Uh, Mike Stone and Dennis Weidman, all available. Uh, kind of surprising, uh, like I said, for Chase on Versteeg. And I think uh, Stone being available was kind of surprising. Um, but, you know, they wanted to keep TJ Brody, Matt Giordano, Doug Hamilton. So, you know, I, I get that. Yeah, well, several teams had that problem of having uh, good players on their team. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, list, of, the list of protected players... Uh, for each of these teams, they're all like, "Well, duh, of course you keep that guy." But then you look at the uh, you look at the unprotected guys, and you're like, "Wow, how did he not make the cut?" And they're like, "Well, because you'd have to sacrifice, you know, a guy like Brody, which you don't want to do." And that's why I I think there will be some deals made uh, with Vegas to you know avoid certain players. Yeah, that is that is coming up more and more. Um, I know Columbus has a deal in place. Uh, for them to stay away from some of their young guys and possibly take, um, uh, I can't remember who, Jack Johnson? Is that possibly who they wanted them to take? Um, I don't know. The le- the lesser <laughs> of the four blows. Um, so for Calgary, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, let's go with uh, Michael Stone. Michael Stone. So the uh, the way that they have to do this, they have to take at least 14 forwards, at least nine defensemen, and three goalies. And when we get to the goalies, they're all going to be no-brainers because, uh, you know, nobody's going to make a top-flight goalie available. Well, Not almost nobody. nobody. Um, Carolina, uh, they didn't have a lot to protect here. <laughs> no, they didn't. Like, but, look at look uh, at their protected players, uh, Skinner, Stahl. Falk Murphy, Scott Darling, who they I'm just acquired. Really shocked that they protected Stahl. I don't know. I mean, it kind of seemed like a no-brainer because you look at the guys they left exposed, and I wouldn't take any of them over Stahl. So, 
You wouldn't, but uh, uh, somebody they, would. They did not protect Cam Ward uh, because they did protect Scott Darling. Yeah, I I wouldn't take Cam Ward, though. He's not that old, but he hasn't been that good in the past few years. Right. I, I don't know if that's because of the team in front of him or yeah. because he's just not as good as he was. Uh, looking through the available players, I think it has to be Brian, uh, Brian Bickle. Uh, uh, possibly Eric Carlson. Or uh, Lee Stepniak, but... Uh, yeah, um, I would go with, uh, actually, uh, I think I would go with uh, Lee Stepniak. Yeah? Yeah, he's he, he proves that he can play wherever he goes. I mean, before the Devils traded him last season, he was their, I mean, not last season, but yeah, uh, he was their best player. Yeah, um... Now we get to a point where they are going to get some uh, some valuable players. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously a stacked roster. You're going to keep Anisimov. You're going to keep Hossa. You're going to keep Kane, <laughs> Panic, Taves, uh, Duncan Keith, Seabrook. Obviously, they protected the goalie Corey Crawford. So you know they're they're leaving guys out there like Andrew Desjardins, uh, Michael Latta, uh, Jordan Tutu, Brian Campbell, Johnny Oduya, uh, Victor Svedberg. So a lot of valuable players out there. Um, I think I I think in this particular instance they'd have to go with one of these defensive players. Yeah, I'd be taking Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, I think that uh, that would be a very solid pick for them. Uh, shore up that D line right off the bat. You know, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at probably a top line a top defensive line of McQuaid and Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. And I think that's very solid for for a team starting out like that. Um and the Avalanche uh protected uh Blake Como, uh Matt Duchesne, uh Gabe Landeskog, Nate McKinnon, Tyson Barry, Eric Johnson, um obviously the goalie Varlamov. Um they left the Borks unprotected. Bork Bork Bork. There's only two Borks. Borks. The Borks. I said they left the Borks. I know, but you said Bork Bork Bork. But you gotta think about Ray. I don't think he's unprotected, though. But you always got to think about him. Bork, bork, bork. You really don't have to think about him. Um, yeah, they left the left the Borks out there. Eric Jelenas. Um, you know, not much in the way of goalies yet. We've noticed. Um, yeah, um, they're coming. Yeah. So which way? Which way do you think they'd go uh, when looking at Colorado's roster? Well, uh, I think that I would take Mikhail Grigorenko. And why is that? He's young and he's not old. <laughs> you think and there's really no one he's else. The total on the package, team. and he's a real double threat guy. Right. He's both young and not old. Um, there's no one else on the on the team. Right? Really, no, I get it. That's know. one of those ones where you'd rather just pass. Um, so Columbus, uh, Columbus ran into a problem. Uh, they, you know, you got to protect Atkinson, Dubinsky, Felino. Uh, Hartnell had a no movement clause, so he has to be protected. Boone Jenner, Brandon Sad, uh, Alexander Wenberg, and then they got Seth Jones, Ryan Murray, David Savard at D, and obviously Bob Roski at goalie. Um, so the issue for them is that exposed uh, Josh Anderson, Matt Calvert, um, Jack Johnson, Kyle Quincy, and uh, Mark Andre Bergeron, which they would have liked to keep all of those guys. Yeah, they uh, they just happened to get good right before they were guaranteed to lose somebody and that kind of sucks for them right um i like jack johnson here 
Yeah. Um, it's and the deal that they've made, it's probably going to be Johnson or uh, Matt Calvert. But I like Jack Johnson here. Um, you know, get that fourth defenseman. Um, and you know, your second pairing on the ice is Jack Johnson and Michael Stone behind McQuaid and Van Riemsdyk. So yeah, um, I like I like Jack Johnson there. Um, the Dallas Stars uh, surprised a lot of people here. Um, obviously protecting Sp- uh, Sagan, obviously Ben, obviously Spezza, uh, Klingberg. Lindell and Johns, their their young defensemen, uh, Ben Bishop, the goalie, um, Faxer, Richie Roussel, you, you know, you you kind of thought they, younger guys. Did they go with the seven three one or the four four one? Uh, I believe seven three one, but they got extra guys because uh, younger players who yeah. don't have enough service time are automatically protected. Right. Um, like you know, facts are Richie. Uh, they're younger. They're going to be protected that way. Um, the big shocker: uh, they protected Val Nichushkin. He was not an automatic protect. Yeah, and he. Uh, they don't even know if he's coming back. Um, there, there is a belief that now that Lindy Ruff is gone, Val Nichushkin wants to come back, and they say it's a fifty-fifty chance he comes back this year, and it's almost a foregone conclusion he is coming back at the end of the Russian season. Um. Does he play for – who does he play for over there? I don't know, but he only had a two-year contract. Oh, because uh, uh, one of the teams, uh, I think it was Dinamo, had an ownership change, and there was some back salary that, that wasn't paid, and the KHL decided that the new owners don't have to pay that back salary. <laughs> That's amazing. But the players have to uh, have to honor their contracts. So – we might have an entire team of Russians coming. Yeah, my God. Um, <clears throat> so for available players from Dallas, uh, Cody Eakin, Alice Hemsky, uh, Yuri Hoodler, Patrick Sharp. Uh, on defense, uh, you got uh, Dan Hamhuis, Patrick Nemeth, Jamie Alexiak, and the goalies, Kari Lettinen, Antti Niemi. I don't think they're taking either of the goalies. I don't think they are either. I think they would have had Detroit not done what they did. Yeah. I think they I think they would have picked Kari Lettinen if Detroit hadn't made the move they did. So, uh, out of that group... Cody Eakin. I thought so too, and I hate it so much because I love Cody Eakin. Yeah. I really... He's been one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you there because uh, fairly certain Sharp and Hemsky are free agents. Um so the Detroit Red Wings, and we'll talk. We'll talk about this one at length, being in the area that we are. Um, they did have a couple no-brainers to protect. Uh, Zetterberg, they weren't going to leave him exposed. You know right. that he means too much to that city and that franchise. And yeah, it might have been nice to move on from him being, you know, older and a bigger contract because they are trying to get younger. But there's no way you do it to somebody who's been the cornerstone of the franchise for as long as he has. Yeah. Um, Ablocator, we don't like him, but it makes sense. You know, uh, actually, I've been uh, seeing from uh, Red Wings fans that they don't like that. Really? I mean, they did just give him a big contract, but right. they well, don't like that they they protected him over other players. Yeah, um, Anthony Manta, I like that protection. Franz Nielsen, Gustav Nyquist, Thomas Tartar, uh, Danny DeKaiser, Mike Green, Nick Jensen, and goalie Jimmy Howard, not Peter Mrazek. Um, we we both agree. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, we think the pick here is Mrazek. I mean, it, it almost has to be right. I mean, you look at it. There are other players. If 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 it wasn't Mrazek available, 
you might take uh, Luke Glendening, you might take Darren Helm or uh, Jonathan Erickson, or the one that really surprised me. All right, uh, we're going to jump back in and restate some things we might have already said because I turned off our power. And uh, so uh, we were talking about the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Eric's going to cut out whatever, uh, you know, middle ground we have. We were talking about the Red Wings. I thought it was surprising that they left uh, Nicholas Cronwall available. And he would probably be the pick yeah. if not for, uh, you know, Mrazek being available. Um, I I posted on my personal Facebook yesterday about this uh, and about how it was dumb to protect Howard. Although, does Howard have a no movement? Is that the issue? Or No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I said that it was dumb, and uh, Alex, who's been on the show, he, he goes, what do you expect from Ken at this point? I said, yeah, and then I put the... Uh, I put up a picture of like seven clowns and I said actual photo of the Detroit front office. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, there are so many players to pick uh, from there, but I think you have to go with the goalie at that point. Yep. So uh, Edmonton uh, protected Jordan Eberle, uh, Nugent Hopkins, Adam Larson, um, and goalie Cam Talbot. Um, available players, uh, a lot of guys that you know you're, you're not going to recognize their names. Right, you know, right off the bat, uh, Roman Horick, uh, Justin Fontaine, uh, you know, uh, Bogdan uh, Yakimov. Um, the the pick here, I as far as I'm concerned, is between uh, Eric Griba and uh, Chris Russell. Uh, yeah, I think I I, I go with uh, with Chris Russell. He's got the bigger contract, but that's not really an issue for them at this point. Yeah, they yeah they need salary. Um, <laughs> Uh, in Florida, bum, 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 they did not protect Yarmir Yager because he's a free agent. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think the only choice is uh, Jonathan Marchesault. Yeah, I agree with you. As much fun as I think it would be for them to start off their uh, their franchise with a player like Yager, um, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, I think uh, Colton Sevier, uh, uh, Derek McKenzie, um, or uh, Jacob Kindle would be solid picks too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just realized I just named off three former stars. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to. Um, <laughs> I think they would be decent picks as well. But uh, no, I, I do agree with you. Um, in Los Angeles, they protected Jeff Carter, uh, Anzi Kopitar, Drew Doughty, uh, obviously Jonathan Quick. Um, yeah, that left uh, Marion Gabrick, uh, Jerome Ginla exposed. Ginla is a free agent. Um, Matt Green and uh, Rob Scuderi also available. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't really know who to pick here. <laughs> yeah, um, you either get an aging guy with a with a bloated contract, or or you get um, really not a early contributor. Yeah, I I think you go for Marion Gabrick just for the name recognition, and that is a game they do have to play at this point too. Yeah, you know, because they they're trying to be competitive, but they're also trying to sell merchandise and tickets. Right. Um, and I I do believe that Marion Gabrick still has something left in the tank. Um, the Minnesota Wild uh, protected Michael Granlin, Nito Niederreiter, Zach Parise, uh, Miko Koivu, uh, Ryan Suter, and Devin Dubnik. Um, this is another place that I thought a goalie could come into play, uh, Darcy Kemper, but I don't think that's going to be the pick. No. Um, again, this was before some of the surprising goalies 
were left available. Um, Eric Stahl and Matt Dumba are both available, uh, as is Alexander uh, Gudbertson and Nate Prosser, also Mike Weber. Um, I I would like Nate Prosser here. Yeah. Um, Eric Stahl is probably like the most recognizable name on the list. Yeah, um, but again, it's another aging player. Yeah. Oh, also uh, Hansel is also available. But uh, who do who do you think uh, Vegas would like to choose here? Uh, I think that uh, there there are enough good D on on the uh, Wild that they left a, a decent player available in Matt Dumba. I, yeah, I do like that as well. Um, I think he'll uh, yeah he'll be a great addition. I mean, just through defensemen that we've we've looked at for them so far: McQuaid, Stone, Van Riemsdyk, Johnson, Russell, and Dumba. Most teams would kill for those six defensemen. Yeah. Uh, Funny thing is, we uh, you know we might hit our 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 limit on defensemen and then get to the end of the list and be like, oh, here's another one. Right. Right. Um, the Montreal Canadiens uh, protected uh, Druin, Gallagher, Pacioretty, Shaw, uh, Jordy Ben. Kind of surprised. Uh, Shea Weber and obviously Carey Price. Um, Steve Ott is available. Uh, <laughs> El Montoya, <laughs> goaltending legend El Montoya. Oh, you betcha. Uh, Thomas Plekanec. Uh, That's Plekanec. Plekanec. <laughs> uh, Alexi Emelin, Keegan Lowe, Andre Markov, uh, Stefan Matu. Matu. And uh, Connor Crisp, uh, all available among others. Hmm. 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 I'm sorry, everybody. You gotta go with Nesterov. Do you? Do you have to? I mean, I don't want to pay Alex Radulov almost six million dollars a year. Well, again, money is not really an issue for them. But no, I kind of agree. Um, the defending Western Conference champion Nashville Predators—they um, were another team that ran into a huge problem on who to protect. Um, protected Arvidsson, Philip Forsberg, uh, Johansson, Ekholm, Ellis. Roman Josie, uh, P.K. Subban, and Pekka Rinne. And uh, the the place that they had an issue, uh, they didn't know what to do between uh, John Crock and uh, Pontus Aberg and James Neal. Um, so they exposed Aberg and Neal. Uh, and they lost Neal. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, not, re- not really another name that you, uh, you would expect them to lose. Um, they were not able to make a deal with Vegas uh, to, you know, not select a certain player. Right. Um, so, yeah, I expect them to lose James Neal, which I think is a huge hit for them. Um, Tom's New Jersey Devils uh, protected Taylor Hall, Adam Henrique, uh, you know, the obvious ones, Zajac, Green, uh, Corey Schneider. Um, left players like uh, Mike Cam- uh, Camilleri available, which older uh, free agent or no? No. Okay. Um Bo Bennett, uh, Mark Savard, uh, Ben Lovejoy, Dalton Prout. Uh, who do you think your team's going to lose? Uh, I hope this doesn't happen, uh, but I think they're going to take Bo Bennett. Uh, he pushed the team forward whenever he was on the ice, and you know he, he made every single player on the team better when they were playing together, and there are not a lot of players like that in the league that are, you know, going to be playing on a seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollar contract. 
Um, I would like to point out that uh, Bo Bennett is the name of a character portrayed by Sam Elliott on Netflix's The Ranch. Interesting. Um, so if Vegas were to draft Sam Elliott, I think that would be a phenomenal choice. Yeah. He wouldn't even have to do anything. He'd just be out there on the ice just, you know, being Sam Elliott. They'd go undefeated. Would they? They would. Nobody would dare cross Sam Elliott. Anywho. Um, the uh, New York Islanders. Uh, the obvious protections, Andrew Ladd, John Tavares, uh, Johnny Boychuk, uh, Travis Hamonic. Um They left uh, not a lot. <laughs> uh, Steven Gianta, uh, Ryan Strom. Thomas Hickey, uh, Dennis Seidenberg, and uh, goalie Yaroslav Halik. Well, uh, I think the choices are, are down to uh, Brock Nelson or uh, Ryan Strom. Both centers, uh, both have the same, basically the same contract. Uh, I go with Brock Nelson. Yeah. Is he the younger of the two? He's the older of the two, uh-huh. which helps a little bit. But your reasoning before... <laughs> Yes, when they were 35 and 38. and yeah, um, These are children we're talking about here, 23 right. and 25. Right. Um, the New York Rangers uh, protected Chris Kreider, Rick Nash, uh, Matt Zuccarello, uh, Mark Stahl, and obviously uh, Henrik. Um, Tanner Glass, Michael Grabner, uh, Carl Klingberg, Brendan Smith, Chris Summers, and... This is where I think they get another goalie, uh, anti-Ranta. You think that'll happen? I do. Well, I think that's uh, a, a good choice, and I like it because it takes away a uh, very good backup goalie from the Rangers. <laughs> no, I, I, do, I do think this is where they get the second goalie. And th- this is another one where, I mean, obviously they do have two very good goalies in New York. You can only keep one of them, and it's, you know, it's obviously going to be uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. You know, say what you will about all his issues in the playoffs and whatever, but you got to keep him because he's the one that gets you there. Yeah, um, that's a very good reason to keep him. And yeah. He's a good goalie until he's not. Right. Um, the Ottawa Senators uh, protected Broussard, Hoffman, uh, J.G. Peugeot, uh, Mark Stone, Turris, Eric Carlson, Fanouf, uh, and Craig Anderson. Um you know, leaving exposed Chris Neal, Bobby Ryan, Victor Stahlberg, Tommy Wingles. I just wanted to say Tommy Wingles. Um, Chris Wiedman, uh and goalie Andrew Hammond. If I didn't know who else was coming up on the list, I'd say Hammond would be yeah um, the selection here. But I also look at it this way. you got to take three goalies. Are you really going to take Mrazek and Ranta, either one could be your starter, and Flurry, and have to get rid of one of those guys later? Or would you take you a guy can, like Hammond that you, you could send down? You can very easily trade any one of them away, though. True. Um, or would you take Hammond, a guy you could send down still? I don't know that I like Hammond. No? Uh, not not here. Not for this. Yeah. Um, so you think it's Chris Neal? Uh, I don't even know if Chris Neal is going to play next year. No? Uh, the, my other thought is Bobby Ryan or Victor Stolberg. Bobby Ryan's got that albatross contract right yeah that um, that is the reason he was exposed yeah and they said as much yeah um i honestly think uh that it'll be tommy wingles <clears throat> that'd be great because then we could say tommy wingles a lot more yeah uh, we are uh we're almost to the end um uh, philadelphia flyers uh 
protected Giroux, Philpula, uh, Braden Shen, Wayne Simmons, uh, uh, Radko Gudis, um, Slim Pickens, <laughs> as as far as who they left uh, out there. Uh, Michael Delzato jumps out to me. Yeah, that that was who I was thinking as well. Um, and the uh, defending Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins, um, obviously Crosby, Kessel, Malkin, protected Hornquist, uh, Brian Dumlin, Latang, Olimata, Justin Schultz, and goalie Matt Murray. So obviously that, that leaves uh, Mark Andre Fleury exposed. Also, uh, Mark Street, Ron Hainsey, Ian Cole, Trevor Daly. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot to yeah. like on on this team yeah. that they can pick beyond Mark Andre right. Fleury, Brian Russ, Chris Kunitz, uh, Nick Benino. Matt Cullen is older, but everybody loves him. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I don't. He's not going to be the pick, there's, but there's everybody no, loves Matt Cullen. Again, there's no guarantee he doesn't up and retire. Exactly, uh, Carl Haglin. Uh, you know, there, there's so much. I personally, um, if I were them, I would take Chris Kunitz. Yeah. Um, I think that they will take Flurry and maybe make a move of some yeah. type. But one thing to consider is that Washington is we've we've yet to go through Washington's roster. Uh, Grubauer is still available. Yeah. Um, um, and look, you know, looking at the rest of the forwards, is there is there one as good as Chris Kunitz out there? Uh, maybe. You know. Um, but we'll we'll put a pin in that one and we'll go through and uh, we'll look at San Jose. Because Pittsburgh will be the biggest problem for them to, you know, who do you yeah. take? Uh, protected Ryan Carpenter, Logan Couture, uh, Thomas Hurdle, Joe P- uh, Pavelski, uh, Brent Burns, and goalie Martin Jones. They left uh, Michael Bodeker available. Uh, Joe Thornton is available. Joel Ward is a- is available. Brendan Dillon, David Shlemenko. Uh, Shlemko. Shlemko, sorry. Yeah, I was getting him confused. Yeah. Um, and Aaron, uh, goalie Aaron Dell, who I don't think will be a consideration, but a recognizable name for some. Um, what you have here is um, a lot of old guys. Yeah. And a lot of guys with inflated contracts. Right. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, another one who is left available. For a $6.6 million contract. Yeah. Still a really good player, but... Right. But again, they don't need to worry about that kind of thing. Right. We are just now reaching the floor. Right. So I I think it would be Marlowe at this point. You think so? Yes. All right. I can go with that because there's really not a whole lot else. There's Yeah, there's not a solid argument to be made otherwise. The St. Louis Blues uh, protected Jane Schwartz, uh, Paul Statsny, Alexander Steen, Tarasenko, uh, Boomeister, and goalie Jake Allen. Obviously, you know, we're just going over some highlights of guys they protected. Uh, leaving available Jacob Doty, uh Brad Malone, David Perron, uh, oh man, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, um, hmm, I think you take, uh, Robert Bortuzzo. Yeah? Yep. Nice youngish guy. We've hit our, our mark on defensemen. We have nine now. Right, which works out, because we are now down to that, uh, that decision about the goalies. So basically what you have to look at, no, no, we we do have Tampa Bay left as Tampa and Toronto left as well, um, and and Vancouver. Yeah, um, but we're you know we're essentially down to the point where we are making that decision on goalies because they have to have at least fourteen forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies. Yeah, um, we need one more forward and one more goalie to right. meet the minimum. Um, Tampa protected Callahan, Johnson, Kucherov, 
uh, Palat, Stamkos, obviously, Hedman. Um, Corey Conacher is available. Hmm. Um, and I, I think that has to be has to be the pick. <laughs> There's still some upside. Uh, the only other player I think I would consider uh, would be Jason Garrison on defense. Um, uh, I would agree with you, except we need uh, six more 2017-2018 contracts. Otherwise, they aren't going to ice a team. They have to pick a certain number of contracts that can come right in and play. Oh, I did not know that that was part of it. Yeah. I've been keeping my eye on that, and we we only have 14 right now. Gotcha. So they need six more? Yep. So you're saying it has to be Conacher? No, Conacher's a free agent. Oh, Conacher's a free agent? It's got to be, uh, oh, boy, they don't have a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the unfortunate thing for these guys. I mean, they can sign these guys ahead of time. Like, if they sign Corey Conacher today, yeah. they don't draft a player from Tampa. Right, and that adds the the uh, you know current season contract. Right. I think you go with Cedric Paquette. Really? Yeah. Any background on him? Not a whole lot. <laughs> um, Toronto uh, protected uh, Bozak, Kadri, uh, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Morgan Riley, Frederick Anderson. Um, Brooks Lech is available. Andrew Campbell. Uh, Curtis McElhaney, the goalie. <laughs> How about Eric Fair? That is a good choice. Uh, forward Eric Fair. Um Vancouver, uh, the Sedins were protected. Obviously. Uh, Louis Erickson was protected. Uh, Marcus Grandlin, uh, Brandon Suter, uh, Markstrom at goalie. Uh, they left uh, Brendan Gauntz, uh, Drew Shore, Philip Larson, Tom Nilsson, uh, and uh, goalie Ryan Miller available. Um, I go with Lucas Spiza. Oh, do you now? I do. And why is that? Well, he's young. He's, uh, well, young for the position, rather. And there are all sorts of godfather jokes to be made. No. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Jerk. No godfather jokes. You are literally the worst. Uh, Capital is protected. Backstrom, Eller, uh, Ovechkin, obviously. Uh, Carlson, Niskanen, and Braden Holtby. So that means uh, TJ Oshie is available. Uh, expired contract, all right? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Winnick, available. Brooks Orpik, available. Kevin Shattenkirk, available. And Philip Grubauer. So now, is there a forward there that you like better than Chris Kunitz? No, I don't think that there is. Do you think it's Grubauer and then Kunitz? I mean, if you want us to do that, we can do that. I think that I think it is the way to go. I really do. Um, I, I I really do. I think you still get you still get probably the same level of goaltending uh, with these three. Um, all younger than Flurry, I believe. Correct. Uh, how old is Flurry? Twenty nine. Then I don't think they're all younger. No. Who do we? Uh, Mrazic. No, I think he's like twenty five. So yeah. Yeah. So the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, if they if they were to to draft the way we expect them to, we um, still have uh, Winnipeg. Oh, do we? Yeah. I'm sorry, Winnipeg. I forgot you existed, for good reason. Uh, because you protected players like Andrew Kopp, Brian Little, Peralt, uh, Truba. That's why I forgot about you. Uh, available, Marco Dano. Um, That's who I take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is essentially the only option. Um, so did we meet the uh, contracts? We did not. Oh, well. Um, 
But so, they will. Yeah, they will. So look, looking at this, you're looking at a top line that is probably James Neal, Chris Kunitz, and Cody Eakin. You look at a top defensive pairing of Adam McQuaid and Trevor Ram, uh, Van Riemsdyk, and you're looking at a starting goaltender that is either Mrazek, Ranto, or Grubauer. I think you're looking at a team that is going to be pretty good in uh, probably about two or three seasons. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they've got draft picks. They've got trades they can make. I like what's available for this team, and I think they're gonna be able to build. They're gonna be able to build a, com- a competitor through this draft. Um, I think the NHL did a good job with these rules about who can and can't be protected, and about how many players, and this and that, and everything else. Yeah, uh, they set it up. They want Vegas hockey to succeed, and I like that. Uh, you know, it took Columbus forever. Yeah, and uh, it took Minnesota slightly less long. They were, they were, you know, competitive. Yeah. Neither had a household name for the first decade of their existence. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, Columbus had Rick Nash, but... That was still... I mean, he was... He didn't get he didn't get there until after season 10. He was their 10. first draft pick. Or, oh, I'm sorry. No, they traded him after season 10. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Nash. Yeah. They did have Rick Nash. Um, but, even, I mean, even then, he never grew into that player that they wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here you're going to have name recognition right off the bat with guys like, you know, James Neal, Chris Kunitz, uh, you know, any of the goalies. So they they are going to have name recognition. There's, you know, expect a Vegas player to be at the top of the jersey sales between them being a new team and the fact that they're going to get a good player. Yeah. You know, when they, when they come out with the... And, uh, and tomorrow... We get to find out what those jerseys will look like. Yes, those jerseys. Um, other uh, every others. other team. Yeah, every other team's jerseys. Um, some teams have given out like little clues. Yeah. Throughout the uh, you know throughout the last week, and uh, I'm fairly confident for most of them, it's going to be getting rid re- getting rid of a stripe here or a stripe there, and or you know adding some piping or something like that. No piping. Uh, Take away all piping. <laughs> somebody's gonna add it. Um, it and does I will not add them to my list of enemies. <laughs> I know uh, one of the things we talked about was the stars not having any uh, any trim around their numbers or, yeah. their, or their names. I don't expect that to happen now because they shared a picture of part of it, and it does not look like there's any trim. Ah, so um, yeah, so that was a great exercise in futility. Thanks for uh, sticking through it. If you're still listening, uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna hop into the NFL. Uh, those two receivers that were released last week, we discussed Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Macklin landed in Baltimore, uh, and Eric Decker landed in Tennessee today. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. Um, uh, so very good pickups for uh, each of those teams. Um, you know, Baltimore always seems like they're looking they're looking for receiving help. They don't ever have anyone. They have you know a young no name who comes up and and plays well. I didn't put my foot on anything that time. I don't know what happened. All and right. uh, you know they got they they have the young up and comer or they have the old wily veteran. Right. They don't have anything in between. Yeah, they 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 just always seem to be you know in mock drafts they're going to take this receiver or in free agency they're going to tar- target this receiver and they they don't. Uh, yeah, you know, and then they let guys like Tory Smith walk. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're on about when they do things like that. Well, I think Macklin will get back to his uh, former self. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's assuming that uh, 
the Baltimore team gets back to its former self. Yeah. Um, but I, I I like this pickup for them, uh, and I, I I love Decker uh, down in Tennessee. Um, I think that's uh, that's really going to help that football team. That's really going to help uh, Marcus Mariota grow as a quarterback. Yeah, um, and I I thought they were they're going to be better this year anyway, even without that addition. Right. Um, they'll be someone to keep an eye on yeah. when the uh, wild card picture comes into view. I think the South is wide open except for Jacksonville. Like I think. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, I I do like Houston a lot more, uh, just because I like their defense more, I like their weapons more, and I love Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, uh, but I, I think Tennessee or Indy could challenge. It should be a, a good division to watch. Yeah, um, especially those matchups between uh, Tennessee and and Houston. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for uh, for Mariota to come back from that injury. Yeah, uh, he's already practicing. Yeah, uh, already moving. I'm I'm really glad about that because I I I love the way he played last year. Um, just a shame that he had to get injured and have that basically be the reason they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, he uh actually Tom and I went and saw went and saw the Colts and Titans last year. Yeah, um, I actually uh, really liked what we saw out of him. Um, the Titans did lose that game, um, but they were down. Well, it was twenty-one nothing at one point. Yeah, and uh, you know he he led them back. Uh, finished uh, with almost three hundred yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, had a pretty good game on the ground too. Uh, so it was nice getting to see him. You know, have that great game that you know he's capable of. Um, Andrew Luck played lights out in that game too. Uh, I loved that game. Um, Isn't that the game where he got his lights knocked out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got he got up though. Um, yeah, I like I, said, I I like it for Tennessee. I I like uh, I like the team they've built. Um, yeah, I mean it. It's only been what seventeen years since they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Although I mean, you know, it, it, actually, this, this is an interesting question. Now, if if you're one of those middle of the road teams. And you know that you are looking at your roster, but you make it to the playoffs. You make it all the way to the conference championship, but you lose. Is your season a failure? Uh, are, do, thirty-one teams are they all failures? Some people would say yes. Are you some people? No, no. Some people temper their expectations for teams. So if, if Cleveland, who everybody expects to be three and thirteen or worse this year, if Cleveland goes seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Is their season a failure? Uh, I want to say in that case, yes, because if they can go seven and nine, why can't they pick up the extra three to get the playoffs? Yeah, I understand that, but I think and that, he, especially that means you know beating division teams, right? Um, I don't know. I think when you're looking at a young team like that with so many questions at the quarterback position, I think you can consider a seven and nine season a success, not a great success, you know, a mild success. Can we just call it a not failure? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a fail. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a, f- a failure. Yeah, it might not be a successful season. Although growing as a team and being competitive in these games, that you know, yeah, that is a certain amount of success. Um, no, I but I don't subscribe to the theory that if you don't win the Super Bowl, your season was a failure. Uh, it really it comes down to did you entertain the fans? If at any point in the season your fans were entertained, I feel like there was a modicum of, of success. Yeah. Um, well, a te- an, an instance where a team did progress 
you know, through the season, but I still thought their season was a failure, Green Bay. You look at a team with preseason expectations of being a Super Bowl yeah. contender. Yeah, they did make the conference championship, but look at the way they got beat there and look at what they had to do to even get into the playoffs. Yeah, they needed to be a better team at the beginning of the season and in the middle of the season. Yeah. You know, they they did get blown out by Washington and Tennessee, but they had close losses in some of these other games where, you know, they take those games and all of a sudden they're hosting Atlanta. Yep. You know? So, and the, the Atlanta game being one of them. They lost by one point to Atlanta, I think five points to Indianapolis. They win those two games, and they're hosting Atlanta Yeah, in, in that championship game. So I, I do believe in an instance like that, yeah, Green Bay's season was a failure. Now, it gives them a lot to build on going forward, being able to come together and run the table like that um, and, and advancing through the playoffs like they did with the, you know, the— yeah comeback in Dallas or well not comeback but the game winning drive in Dallas and everything like that. So yeah, I don't I don't think you have to win the Super Bowl to have a successful season. Um and I think you can you can be successful or a failure uh anywhere in between first and last place. Yeah. Um you know if if uh if Jacksonville comes out and, and makes the wild card, that's a successful season for them. Right. Uh, and you know they they have the receivers to do that. Uh, they just need a little bit more. There are a lot of teams that are close to being competitive. Yeah, maybe not you know playoff competitive, but regular season competitive. Right. Yeah. May, I mean, you can be competitive and go eight and eight as long as in those eight losses, you know, you weren't getting blown out. Yeah. And that that shows that you're probably ready to take the next step next season. If if in those eight games, you know, you lose six of them by a touchdown or less, that shows you're probably ready to take the step, the next step next season. And that's when, that's when you get teams like, uh, like Atlanta who last year, well, not last year, I guess we're, we're in the 2017 season now. Yeah. Two years ago, you know, they were a team where it was like, they might be, you know, the next step, they might be there next year. And they were. So those are the teams you got to watch out for. And I think Tennessee is one of them. Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, I think Houston is one of them too. I, again, with the, I guess we're just doing our AFC South preview. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Miami is one of them as well. Yeah, I, I think they're they're going to be one of those teams that makes the next step. Um, which they made the playoffs last year, correct? Lost to Pittsburgh in the wild card yeah, round. Yeah, um, it lo- lost in not a good fashion. Yeah, um, they're never going to host a while. Or, or they're never going to host a playoff game while uh, Tom Brady's still around. Right. Um, however, there you know that's not to say they can't go eleven and five, twelve and four, yeah, and beat you know the AFC North or South or you know West representative in the first round of the playoffs. So um, yeah, I I think uh, Miami could take that next step. Uh, I don't Baltimore. I think can be dangerous this year, and I think they can challenge Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know about Cincinnati yet. Yeah, it's just. It... The North is a bit of a mess. Yeah, but I, I think Baltimore is another team that could possibly take a step forward. Yeah, um, especially with the addition of uh, Macklin. Right, yeah, having a real receiving threat. Um, <laughs> any any NFC, um, you always think Detroit is that team. Yeah. Um, um, but they've proven time and time again that they're not. <laughs> I, I, I feel like maybe this year Minnesota could be that team. Um, yeah, every, yeah. I like, mean, you, you look at uh, – Bradford had a very good season. If he can just get the ball a little further downfield, then they can uh, make it work. Yeah. Um, 
Well, they started off last year six and zero. Yeah, and then they you know kind of crumbled. Um, they downgraded at their running back position. Although you know Peterson did lo- miss last year, but yeah. uh, you know from from a healthy Peterson to uh, Cook and Latavius Murray. But the question is, uh, how often are you going to get a healthy Peterson now? Right. Um, well, no, I, I do agree that the Minnesota could take that step. It, it all depends on Bradford. It really does. Yeah. Uh, he had the high completion percentage, but his yards per attempt and yards per completion were just so low. Um, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if the completion percentage makes up for that, you know. Yeah. Um heck, if you're if you're getting if you can get 7 yards per completion, I think that's uh you know, and as long as your running game is is working. Yeah. There's wasn't last year. Right. Um yeah, and you know, they probably will be improved with Delvin Cook and Murray over what they were last year, but I don't think is I don't think they'd be improved to a healthy Adrian Peterson uh, level of running the ball. No, but, uh, I mean, with that healthy Adrian Peterson, they were a very good team. Yeah. So I think if they can push a little further, improve in a couple of areas, then they, they've got what it takes. Yeah. Um, the NFC East, I uh, I actually like New York to challenge Dallas. I think Dallas is going to regress a little bit. Um, Given the fact that they're entire season was based on the performance of two players, two rookies. Um, I don't see those rookies having a sophomore slump, per se, but, I mean, they might not have the type of season they had. Right. Um, this, yeah, be, between thinking they're going to take a step back, uh, what, they were 12-4 and four last year? Yeah. Um, I, I do believe they take a step back, and the Giants, they were already a very good team last year, and then they went out and added Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Um, I... I would think they got themselves to twelve and four, uh, you know, maybe even better. Honestly, I I really like the Giants this year. It, it's weird. The Giants always seem like they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> if they could just fix their running game, um, yeah. Like I I don't ever know what to think of them. Yeah, I I like them this year. They they made all those improvements to the defense, you know, last last off season. Yeah, and it it paid off this past year. Um, uh, you know, they focused on the offensive side. They drafted that tight end uh, in the first round. They picked up Brandon Marshall. Um, I, I think it's going to work out for them. Uh, I still think Philly is a year or two away with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll rehash all of this when we do the individual divisions. Right. Yeah, we're just kind of kind of giving a little NFL expectation uh, show right now. <laughs> um we are we are getting into that time of year, and I'm I'm excited for it. I really am. Uh, tickets for most teams go on sale within the next month, um, so I'm excited trying to plan what games. Actually, we all talked about it at work the other day, um, talking about yeah. what games we want to go to, and I I get excited for this, like getting ready to plan my fall, <laughs> and uh, not not that I'm not excited when I do finally go to the games, but it's exciting trying to figure out. You know, I'm gonna go here and here, and I'm gonna do this one and this one. Um, I have an opportunity to see Green Bay twice this year uh, with just a day trip, so that's pretty nice. Neato. They will be in uh, Detroit, obviously, and I can see them in Cleveland as well. So you have the opportunity to see Pittsburgh up to, you know, 10 times per year on a day trip. Yeah. Every year. (laughs) Unfortunately, Steelers tickets are usually way too expensive. Yes. Yes, they usually are. Um those of you in the area, Browns tickets, uh, I think for the Jets game, are like $24 right now. Take a look. Go see a game. 
Oh, go see a semi-professional football game. <laughs> oh, we're still we're still in baseball time. People should be seeing baseball games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now it's now it's Eric's time to contribute. <laughs> you said the magic word. Um, Nolan Arenado hit for the cycle. Neat. Uh, <laughs> Is that the first one this season? I'm not entirely sure. Um, his, I feel his... like I heard something about a cycle being hit earlier this year, but maybe it was like a near, not an actual. I think this was definitely the uh, the first one this year where the home run came as a walk off. Yes, so... uh, yeah, <laughs> the home run walk off three run home run uh, gave the Rockies the win, um, which is awesome that that he did that and it's really cool for him, but. Man, I really need the Rockies to start losing a game or two. Um, hopefully, uh, starting tomorrow, they'll lose a couple of games. I'm really, really, really hoping for that. That's the matchup I'm going to see. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, that's that's the matchup right now yep. in the National League West. I mean, that's that's the one. Yeah, that I... is that is. Um, we have been doing the Diamondbacks have been doing so damn well this year. We have actually beaten with the win yesterday our franchise record. This is the best we've ever been through seventy games ever, yeah. and we're still and in second place. Still in second, <laughs> technically, technically in third place. You guys are technically behind the Dodgers despite the same record. That's that's dumb. Yep. Well, because how do they how do they figure that? Are they going by? There's it's either head to head or division not, record. It's not alphabetical. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Either you guys have lost head to head to them, or if you guys haven't played yet, which I highly doubt that. No, I'm pretty sure we, division I, uh, division I record would be the next tiebreaker. Won the series against them, but yeah. maybe it's just sometimes you know. And I see it different on different sites though too. I'll see yeah. it listed. You well, know, this is on MLB.com, so. This but is the one I trust. But they'll have it listed as tied for second place, not as second and third. Well, yeah, but if that were the case, they'd put them in alphabetical, but they, it is clearly L.A. is in second, Arizona's in third. That's that's and not clear to me. It is, because they're, <laughs> they're in the second spot. Um, um, it might have been, you know what, honestly, it may have been only because their game ended earlier yesterday, so they had they were a half game up on us before our game ended. So they may have just left it in that order. I think your team point. is sadly in third place. I Eric. don't. I don't believe your, that for a moment. Your jerk division is going to keep my team and Michael's team out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee is going to be the representative. Milwaukee, <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, so sorry. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee with a two and a half game lead over the Cubs. Uh, Milwaukee thirty-eight and thirty-three. Chicago thirty-four and thirty-four. Uh, over in the East, still a one-horse race. With the Nationals at forty-two and twenty-seven, and the Mets and Braves ten and a half back at thirty-one and thirty-seven. The 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 Cubs are nine games out of the wild card. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Again, I I still believe they are going to go on a tear at some point, and it's going to even out. I I do believe that. I believe I believe the same thing about St. Louis. I think both of them are going to go on a tear, and it's going to even things out between the Central and the West and the East. I um, don't think so, Tim. Over in the AL, uh, Houston, 46-24, and 24, 11 games up on Texas. Uh, Tom and I have plans to go see Houston later on this year, as long as Tom was not uh, fed up with the mediocrity of Comerica. I'll go at a team. <laughs> these, these guys went up to see the Diamondbacks play the Tigers uh, on Wednesday, and they both had the same opinion of Comerica that I have held since I went there for the first time uh, years ago. Meh. 
And when we were talking about it at work, I, I brought up, and I, I've called it this before, it is aggressively mediocre. It is extraordinarily busy design. It's gorgeous on the outside. Yeah. I absolutely love the outside, but the inside is aggressively mediocre. You you get in there, and it's just, they they let somebody go to town on the interior structures, and you've got walkways and girders and fences. Yeah. It's just, it's really busy looking and just not very interesting. Yeah. One thing I do like, their kids area is very nice. I don't know if you guys got to walk by there and see it. They got the carousel for the kids. Yeah, and, yeah, we went um, and checked out the, uh, the carousel and um, you know, went over to where the, the, the monuments are and stuff like that. And those were pretty cool. And like you said, the outside is really nice. I, I really dig the all the tiger statues all over the place and the, the tigers with the baseball in their mouths yeah. uh, around. The outside looks really cool. I was really I was looking at the outside from across the street when we were having lunch, and I was like, "Hey, this is this is gonna be pretty cool." And then we get inside, and it's just like, blah. Yeah. And much smaller than uh, I. It felt small. I should say. I don't. I don't know what their. Uh, you know, I didn't look up what their actual seating capacity is, but it just it seemed smaller than the other two ballparks I've ever been to. I gotta um, tell you, the my main issue is that there's no view. You can't look out at the city. Or like some mountains. To be fair, you're looking river. out at Det- at Detroit, so they probably <laughs> I know, did but you it's a from, favor. But it's from far away. <laughs> Things always look better from far away. Where did you guys park? In the uh, garage directly south. Um, what was it? The there, there's a garage like directly south was actually cheaper than some of the ones that were actually a little bit further away. We had to, um, we basically had to walk around the block. To get oh. there. Could we you... only had to do that because we went to, to go have lunch. If we'd have gone straight, it'd have been like boom right there. Well, because if you'd have parked at the casino, it was free. Oh. Yeah, but that's a, that's a bit of a walk. It's like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, but that's a bit of a walk. <laughs> we we had uh, my wife with me who cannot walk long distances. Right. And we did not bring her chair to, to push oh, you her didn't around. Bring the in, chair. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, we needed to park fairly close and. Gotcha. It was the what was it? It was the building like like a opera house or some baloney. I don't remember what it was. We were not parked in the opera house. No, it was the what was it? Ah, jeez. It was just a building with some parking in it. Yeah, but then it had something in it too. There was something else in there. So when there we was a around, little team store. No, not that. On the other side of that, south of that, we walked around it, and that's what the garage was called. Was something else? I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was just a garage, and you know, we parked in it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I uh I usually park at the casino and walk over. I do that for all the Detroit sports. Can I uh can I offer a scathing review of Chili's Chili? <laughs> <laughs> Were you not impressed? Much like the inside of Comerica ballpark. Aggressively mediocre. Their walking tacos or street tacos or whatever they're called were the most bland thing I've ever eaten. The food in general was just not good. The rest of us got burgers, and they were quite obviously preformed patties, probably straight out of the freezer onto the grill. Um, buns were nothing special. The the fries were nothing special. The prices were extreme for what the food was. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just I, – I was expecting – a little bit better. I wouldn't even go as, as far as aggressively mediocre because uh, I think that would have been an improvement. Uh, <laughs> mediocre would have been a, would have been an improvement over the food, and then the service was uh, crappy as well. 
And, you know, I don't know if that had to do with the fact that, you know, the five of us showed up in Diamondbacks gear to a Detroit game or, or not. But I don't so think so. So much in your food. <laughs> no, that would but, have improved the flavor. Yeah, there would have been some flavor then. You like, would have been like, hmm. Yeah. No, I've, I tell you what, I've gone in there wearing Packers gear and I, I got pretty good service. So I don't maybe, think. Maybe uh, we just got a bad server on a bad day. I don't know. But, uh. Tom had asked for some sour cream for his uh, tacos, and she came back twice to check on us to Without make sure everything was okay cream. with no sour cream. And and she would always be like, "Everything doing okay?" It's like we, but no. If you'd pause for just a second for us to answer your question, we'd be able to tell you, "No, everything's not okay because we didn't get the thing we asked you for." That's rough. So, That's... yeah, it was like I will not go back. I was trying to. Uh... Usher them towards Hockey Town Cafe. That would have been a home run. Uh, but see what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, Sports. But we saw jellies, and they kind of decided. It was the closest thing. It was the first thing that we saw, so therefore the closest, uh, the less, least amount of walking. And um, Amy's boss, uh, the people she nannies for, had said that it was the best burger he had ever had. Not so much. Evidently, he either went on a different day when they were like actually making their own burgers, or uh, he's just never had a good burger in his life. I don't know. Um, I, I I trusted his judgment simply because I, I've never really had anything else that he's recommended food-wise. Yeah. But I've seen his liquor collection, and I know he's got good taste in scotch. And so I assume <laughs> if you have good taste in scotch, then you probably have good taste in beef as well. I was wrong in that. So, uh, yeah, oh, good, I, good taste I, in whiskey, bad taste in burgers, evidently. I have a, a an even better story to relay. Um, we were walking uh, towards Chelly's, and... There was a uh, one of those veterans that hands out the flag pins. Did they get you? Um, they got to us, and they referred to me as Eric's son. <laughs> I was, and then I was, I was, I was displeased. <laughs> so I gave the guy three bucks just for that. It's because it's because you would be the size of an adult if he was kid sized. <laughs> If that was the typical size of a child, you would be the typical size of an adult. That's what they thought. Oh, okay. And, and uh, then uh, <laughs> I was just like, "What?" At, this is my new favorite story. <laughs> at at Chelly's, they brought us the bill, and and then walked away. And I I took the bill and I put my card down and everything. She comes back. She takes it. Uh, she takes she it. Brings it right next to him. She brings it right back next to him and gives it to Eric. And yeah, she comes back and puts it back in front of me. Because you couldn't and I'm like, possibly pay. <laughs> I was like, I, "What? What is this? What? What about my like? Is it because I wasn't wearing a ball cap because I don't have a, a Diamondbacks cap right now? So I'm like, I wasn't wearing a, a ball cap. So evidently, I must have been the oldest person there. Were you wearing a cap, Tom? Uh, yes. Okay. I was wearing a Notre Dame hat. Okay, I was gonna say cause... because I wanted to offend as many people as possible. Right. Well, I was gonna say because I don't know how they would have made the mistake of thinking you were his son if you weren't wearing a hat. Well, you see, uh, that's, I didn't want to get sunburned. Gotcha. That's why I wore a hat. Gotcha. Tom Tom has this famous bald spot on the back of his head. Uh, Tom is balding in the same manner that Manu Ginobili is balding. He's, uh, we we are kindred spirits. Yes. Um, but no, that makes sense if you were wearing a ball cap. So did you get Eric a Father's Day present? <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Gosh. <laughs> 
I got him uh, the gift of me not being here. I wasn't here most of the day either because I was at work. <laughs> uh, Best Father's Day ever. My family was in Chicago and I was at work. Um, uh, no, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. They had asked beforehand. They're like, oh, uh, you know, we've been invited to go hang out with uh, my wife has a friend who lives out there. And we, you know, her daughter's having a graduation party. We've been invited to go out there and... You know, it, it happens to be Father's Day weekend. I'm like, well, I happen to be working, so go. You know, right. it's like, uh, you know, no point in you sticking around to sit around the house while I go to work and, and miss out. So, yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so not a big deal there. I came home from work, fired up the grill, made some burgers and brats, and so I still ended yeah. up having it. And we're doing, we're doing Father's Day-ish stuff today since I'm off. That's kind of what we did with Mother's Day since my wife had to work. We, yeah. uh, we did hers a week later. Uh, yeah. Yesterday we spent uh, we spent out and about doing things. Uh, we got um, we got my oldest son a cell phone. Yeah, he's go he's starting to go off and hang out with his friends all day long and need a way to get a hold of him and you know because nobody has landlines anymore. We can't just call the house where he's yeah. hanging <laughs> out and you know. Um, so we got that for him and went to dinner at Texas Roadhouse because uh, I didn't feel like cooking. <laughs> Nice. And and finally Did you get your steak? They had the they had the prime rib available. Oh the prime rib. Okay. I was finally able to get the prime rib. There you go. It was And it didn't come out last or wrong no, or anything? It was perfect. It was exactly medium rare. It came out on time. You get the size that you I got, wanted. Actually, I got yeah. the size I wanted. I got the drink I wanted. Wow. Yeah. It was perfect. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> the uh yeah, the le- I I have this uh I don't know, I guess it's my superpower. Uh <laughs> whenever I go out to eat, they either don't have something I want, it comes out well after everyone else's or in the case of Pete's garage, they drop it on the floor twice. <laughs> that is my superpower. So that's your superpower. Eric's is the ability to pick the worst line in a grocery store. Grocery store, any store really. If there's different cues, it doesn't matter how short it looks. It doesn't matter, you know. I'll, I'll sometimes intentionally pick the longer looking line, thinking, "Okay, now I would have got gotten him into this that time. line," but no, it never, it never works. I always end up watching the other lines go much quicker, and I'm behind the one person who's like, "Okay, they only got like two things," and then they're like, "Oh, but I need stamps, and I need this, and I need a pack of cigarettes from over there at the other counter," and oh, here I've got coupons. I've got ten coupons for the three things I buy, have you ever and s- I'm paying by check. Have you ever switched into the shorter, faster moving line, and then? wind up behind where you would have been if you would have stayed in the longer slower line yep yeah yeah i've done that as well um i've even managed to get to the like okay well it's the self-checkout so i'm in control of how fast or slow this goes nope something goes wrong with it it like doesn't register you know how you you scan the item and you have to put it in the bag and it's like please put the last item in the bag i did it's right there it's in the bag Take it out, put it back in, still doesn't recognize it. I have to wait for the person to come over and like acknowledge that, yes, what I've scanned is in the bloody bag, and only what's in the bag is what I've scanned. And I'm like, gosh. Oh. Or, I'll, or I'll buy like a bottle of wine or something, and you don't have to sit Nobody's and stand there, there for the ID to, yeah. to come acknowledge the ID. And when they come over, they take one glance at me and don't even look at my ID and just you know, beep, boop, pop, then there you go. I'm like, thanks. Well, you are the father of a 29-year-old. <laughs> Evidently. I was getting busy when I was nine. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, it's that's that's my that's my power. So I'm right there with you. I have no powers like that. Uh, I am just good at things. Tom's Tom's superpower is aggressive mediocrity. 
hey, I could make millions of dollars uh, designing ballparks. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Get on it. Uh, so while we're still loosely on the topic of baseball, the draft was uh, this past week, and that's all I have to say about that. The draft yep. happened. Some people got picked. We'll talk. We'll talk. Actually, of, see those teams for several years. We'll talk about them in six years when they're in the major yeah, leagues. Yeah, when they actually yeah. play. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's one that I cannot. You know, we did the mock draft for NFL because that's what you do and that kind of thing. When you when you cover sports like this, and we obviously did it half acidly. Oh yeah. Um, we're not doing one for basketball because none of us care enough. And hockey and well, baseball, look, you don't see these players for uh, for basketball. The, the top three picks are going to contribute Im- immediately, and everyone else is just kind of going to be on a team. Right. Yeah, you, I mean, you occasionally get those guys that, you know, that surprise you for where they were drafted. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard wasn't selected till like, 13th overall or yeah. something like that. That's why it's fun to go, um, you know, six or seven years down the line and do a redraft. Yeah, although those are um, incredibly pointless. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's a good way to waste time. Because that's true. My my issue with those types of things are, you know, oh, redrafting the stacked 2009 draft or whatever, they, you know, wh- however they want to say it. Uh, you know, I don't even know if I'm with the right ear, but let's say Matt Ryan. So if Matt Ryan gets drafted by Detroit, you think he'd have had Detroit in a Super Bowl? Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that uh, Detroit didn't draft Matt Ryan is because uh, Detroit is bad at drafting. Did he come so, out the same year as Steph? I don't. E- I don't even know with these guys anymore. Um, I don't know if it even really matters. No, it doesn't. But no, none of it matters, guys. But that's that's the thing, you know. Like, would Aaron Rodgers have flourished in San Francisco? Probably not. They were a terrible team. Yeah, but he really wanted to play for them when yeah. he was a little kid. Right. You know, and he would have been thrown in right off the bat. He would not yeah. have sat for three years. The reason he dropped as far as he did in the draft is because he was not starter ready. Yeah. Um, and then he proved everybody wrong by being the. I. It's hard. It's hard to talk about Aaron Rodgers and not sound like a homer, you know, for for me. But I do believe that when we, when it's all over and he is retired and a lot of the a lot of his contemporaries are retired, we are going to be talking about him as like the greatest quarterback of that time frame. And now, yes, Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady have screwed it up by playing a little bit longer than everyone expected them to. Yeah, but um, I I think what it'll come down to is uh, he's got to get at least one more championship. Yeah, to but have, to be you know, well, I, I like mean, that. like like when you're when you're talking about like pure passers and that that kind of thing, like when you're when you're looking at the mechanics of it and that kind of thing, I think we we are witnessing probably the greatest quarterback of of this time time period here uh, as far as that kind of thing goes with the accuracy and the long ball and the best athletic quarterback yeah not most athletic best athletic yeah because i think there are more athletic quarterbacks quote quote out there yeah um who are becoming much more the norm in in offenses yeah um i uh yeah i it, like i said it's it's it is very difficult to talk about certain players and not sound, you know, not come off like a homer. Like, you know, I have trouble talking about Chris Bryant. Like, I don't get to say a lot of the things I want to say about Chris Bryant because everybody's going to tune out because I'm a Cubs fan talking about Chris Bryant. I heard he smells bad. Or like, uh, <laughs> you know, for when we when we have the debate about Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, you know, people listen to you and they might discount what you say. 
Well, they shouldn't. They so, shouldn't. No, and they shouldn't because we we do try to provide because, fair well, coverage. But it it is my opinion, yes, but it's also fact. <laughs> the stats play it out, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's it gets difficult with that kind of thing, and I I do hate when we get caught up talking about our teams, even though you and I both uh, root for prominent NFL teams, yeah, and uh, you know fairly prominent baseball teams. You know, Pittsburgh still has the young stars that people talk about. Yeah. So I just wish they would hit the ball, right. maybe. Actually, our teams faced off over the weekend, and my Cubbies took two out of three. We took one, yes. Yeah. Um, man, they collapsed by the Pittsburgh bullpen in the ninth of that first game. Whew. Six runs, six hits in the ninth. Yikes. Yeah. Um, he's not our closer anymore. Right. <laughs> All right, well, I have appointments to get to and work to get to later. Uh, so I think we are going to sign off now. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to uh, Sean's Irish Tavern for uh, promoting us in your restaurant. If you guys are in the Toledo area, stop on in over on Heather Downs. If you're not in the Toledo area, come to the Toledo area and stop in. Yeah. Um, we're inching closer and closer to football season, so when I get back from my vacation... Uh, we will get started on yep. the previews, uh, previews for the divisions. And I will uh, certainly try to keep things afloat here um, by posting as much as I can on the Facebook. I appreciate that because I'm going to be pretty much completely off social media. Um, so. the, the Twitter will be neglected because I often forget uh, the password. That is, yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to that say it on the air, and I was like, "Well, that's going to going to mess things up for that you." That is unfortunate. Um, maybe at some point uh, we'll we'll do a a baseball only episode. The two of us yeah, we can just we can bust out a baseball only episode. Well, uh, if you guys want to do it on not next Monday, but the Monday after, I can talk about some ballparks. I can oh. call in and uh, talk about that. So yeah, yes, might be able to figure that out. Yeah, since I will be seeing. At least two, up to four. Um, uh, <laughs> I haven't decided what to do in L.A. yet. Like, I know I'm going to Dodger Stadium. Right. Um, and I could still potentially go to San Diego if I The issue is you really might go there and to. you just, you know, forget to come back. Right. Um, the San Diego thing seems less and less likely as we go on, but uh, it, it's still a possibility. So I will have at least two ballparks to talk about. Um, but, again, thank you all for listening. Um, I usually sign off kind of the same way each week. Um, this week I am going to say uh, Victor moved to Toledo, and uh, I know he's listening. I thought about having subliminal messages throughout the whole show. Yeah. Is that what happened when you uh, unplugged the computer? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Did it work? I've been tapping on the computer using Morse code saying, Victor, come to Toledo. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, thank you all for listening, and we will talk sports at you um, eventually uh, when I get back from vacation. So thanks a lot.